Your thoughts. <laughs> this is definitely my, I think I'm a little bit in love with him though. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little upsetting how much you're in love with him. Uh, he's just my kind of guy. Remember when I laughed earlier about when they asked if we were dating? I think that's why. <laughs> Rude. This is some in-depth shit, Billy. Yeah, so there were heroin syringes <laughs> on that. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, we shouldn't stay for super long. Hey, puppy. Puppy, hi. Get together. Hudson the third. Uh, I play banjo, washboard, kazoo, I sing. Uh, I even have like this suitcase that I sit on with a kick drum backwards so that way I get a little percussion in there. Day three, New Orleans. We are sitting in the backyard of a busker named Jobadiah Hudson the third in the St. Rock neighborhood of Louisiana. Joby is a force. He's 6'4". He's wearing train conductor overalls, mutton chops, a mustache. I mean, he's got very red hair. He looks like what a cartoon that you would draw of a hobo looks like. The guy who ties up a little kerchief and ties it onto a stick and swings it over his shoulder and hops on a train. Yeah, I kind of had like a one-man band act thing going for a while. Then, uh... What did you play in the one-man band? All those. At the same time? Well, I didn't sing and play kazoo at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, but I picked it up. You uh, self-taught? Yeah. How? Well, I got a book with the chords in it and how to make them. And then I knew how a song should sound. Right. So I started learning songs that I already knew. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like... Well, I know how this song's supposed to sound, and putting those chords together. And from banjo, you went kazoo? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I kind of played the kazoo while I was playing the washboard. And that's because it's pretty easy. It's kind of like singing. Really? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> like air, lots of air. No, not like giving birth. <laughs> you sounded like you were doing Lamaze over there. Excuse me, I am a professional <laughs> kazoo player. Okay, so. Well, while I was playing washboard and in this band, I was kind of picking up the banjo. And I slowly saw it kind of like when the band broke up, I kind of already had like half a thing going on. Mm. So I could at least 
make something up. And actually what I did is I found other people because I was like, hey, I play a banjo, you play a guitar, why don't we play together? And I'll hide my crappiness behind your awesomeness. And so they were just so good that nobody noticed that I sucked. What I liked most about Joby when I first met him was how he was just himself right off the bat maybe a little bit nervous and standoffish for what five minutes before he was completely comfortable with us. And before I felt comfortable with him and I don't know, is he a Leo? He's got to be a Leo. (laughs) Why did you decide to stay here for so long? Like, what is it about new Orleans? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's been through a lot of changes. It was a great place to be. You could drink on the street, smoke in the bars. Rent was cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get by on like a street musician's wage. Yeah, easy. And that was right when you got down here. Habits, yeah. vices, vices. Habits is a really nice way of saying vices. Yeah. He has obviously lived this life for his whole life. It's completely ingrained in who he is and how he speaks, and it's not down talking to us at all. I never felt like I was being talked down to. Maybe Ian did. <laughs> it's a lot of bottles of whiskey to go. So you're. Your vice is drinking. Uh, List them in order. Top five. Top five vices? Come on, you can do this. This is exciting for <laughs> No, I'm trying to figure out which one's my favorite. Okay. I'm out of money. Yeah. What am I going to do? What well, are you going to do? Probably find a lady. Okay. Women! Okay. Like a lady, like a lady of the night? Or like a no, nice not, lady to date? Not like vampires. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean code. hookers. Yes. Oh, yeah. My grandmother warned me about them. I thought you were about to say my grandmother was one. Oh, I was no. getting excited. <laughs> I was like, what a family history we have here. Yeah. So. You found a lady. She is very nice. Classy. And doesn't mind me being a little unbathed and shaven. I mean, I think that this all looks really nice. Well, this is actually recent. It I actually like trim, very, I, yeah. I, I trimmed up because it's hot out. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, does this get hot? I imagine so, because I have a lot of hair. It gets hot. So, then there's, I guess there's women. Oh, I guess they booze. Uh, women cigarettes booze. Women cigarettes booze, so three. And do you roll your own? I do. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> you could take the hobo off the train, but you can't take the train off the hobo. Do you consider yourself a hobo? Yeah, at times. Really? Yeah. You have a home, though. I'm confused on the definition of hobo. Uh, like, hobo hobo stood for homeward bound, and pretty much it was uh, traveling while and looking for work mm-hmm. was a hobo. So I mean, if you're I guess, a street yeah. musician and you're traveling, he's outlandish and he's loud and he's super friendly. Um, he's flirtatious. He's totally unapologetic about the way that he is. So you're a creative soul. Yes. Do you do things other than music creatively? Yes. Like? Get drunk. Is that a creative thing? Yeah. How? By drinking creatively, you don't end up Bet you didn't with... This was alcohol, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Drinking creatively, like... Like, I, look at me drinking over here. And like, look at me drinking over here. Well, no, it's more like... <laughs> Getting really drunk and finishing the night off with everybody still being your friend. There you go. That's a skill. 
That's a crack. I want to test this skill because I bet we wouldn't be friends. You're buying? <laughs> sure. Well, it takes me like three beers to get drunk, so. <gasps> yeah, you too, right? Me? No. Like how many? A case? Two? I don't know. Are we doing Coke too? Do we do Coke? I mean, Joby physically, in all of the ways that he is, is much bigger than me. So I I pretty much was playing washboard for a long time. Yeah. Played washboard. But then I was in this other band years ago called the Blair Street Mugwomps. And when we broke up, Mm -hmm. uh, I found myself only having a washboard. And if you ever played a washboard and tried busking with it on the street by yourself, you look really sad and pitiful. Really? Yeah. It's it's a lonesome life as a solo washboard player. <laughs> Joby is now opening up and telling us the easy stuff about his background, where he grew up, where he's from, how he got started playing music. I left from New York at like 18, so there was like a whole bunch of years at being a hobo. Yeah. Hopping freight trains and. Can I ask why you left? I rather not say. That's okay. I'm just wondering. It's. A long. Gang trouble. Really. Yeah. Well, I'll just leave it at that. Well, I mean, after I left New York, I uh, I moved out and ended up spending some time in uh, Eugene, Oregon, and I ended up getting a job fighting forest fires. Really. Out wow. of there. Yeah. How was that? That was hot. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> That's right, folks. That was not my phone. <laughs> this man is <laughs> so skilled. Uh. So I ended up getting uh, injured, and while I was doing that, I'd fight fire, forest fires up in the summer mm-hmm. and then play music on the off times when I wasn't fighting fire, and then in the winter time on the off season I'd come down here to New Orleans all the way back to New Orleans all the way back to New Orleans for the winter and then by train yeah sometimes by train uh train as a passenger or a hopper uh as a hopper these are things that I have to ask now Joby's backyard was um minimalist is a way to put it there was a table with a missing leg and some grass that had not been cut in a very long time. We sat on buckets. I did. Well, the suitcase went backwards, and I just kind of did nice. one of these stupid looking human. Should we try it again? Should I, human... kick, should I kick the bucket? Actually, I'm pretty good at this game. <laughs> I'm not going to push you off your bucket. As, that would be so shitty. As a competitor in the Bow Olympics. <laughs> the what Olympics? The Bow Olympics. What is that? The Hobo Olympics. Okay, it, so start at the that? beginning there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop starting these amazing tales and then going to the next one. I want to compete in the Bow Olympics. Uh, you have to ride a freight train. You have to ride Fuck. to compete. Uh, that, like, that's your entrance fee is riding a freight train? That seems fine. Well, we don't have money. Who are you competing against and what are the, what are the, what are the events? Other hobos. Okay. I knew the and, answer to that. Uh, so one is like the... Uh, the drunken rail walk, who could walk the furthest on one railroad track. Nice. Drunk. 
So they're all like just hobo skills and who the, the master of the yeah. of the And then like the bucket fights, which I'm pretty good at. Okay. So do you sit? Do you yeah, stand? we sit on the bucket like, just and like you we just are got right it now. like we are, but you're not on a bucket. Well, should I? If I bet you I want could to. take are we, you out. Are we gonna try and are we gonna try and How bucket do you do fight it? Right now? Yeah. Fair. It's gotta to. knock me off the bucket. Oh, I'm gonna do this. And I'm Fair. gonna win. Because I'm a, I'm a lady, so you're not gonna hit. Is this how close the buckets are? Sure. You're making up the rules as we go along. There has to be some kind of a distance standard. What? We're hobos. We don't care. So. Ah! <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> You're a dick. I win. <laughs> See, I told you. I wasn't even there.
Here's what I'll say about New Orleans. Sometimes in life, you're very hyper aware of the train wreck that you've just set into motion. There's definitely a train wreck coming. You guys should be aware of that. So some of the stuff that we've kind of heard is that New Orleans is a great place to be, but it also will pull out the worst in you sometimes. Oh, it'll, yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll keep the uh, the vices know how to how to stay insidious, I guess. So is that is that kind of ring true? When you move here, it's going to be a really rough couple months. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, damn. Is it- I've been fucked up for months. <laughs> it's like, all right, I need a break. What, do you, what do you do yeah. when you need a break? You just stop. <laughs> All right. You just take a break. All right. Sassy. Is it like kind of just the society, like the, the crowds and just kind of like the acceptance of it? Or is it something about being in the atmosphere? Or The bars don't ever close. That's a problem. There are 24-hour bars. Yeah. I've spent an entire week in a bar. Wait, you've never gone home? In a whole week? Well, I didn't have a home. I was on the bum, but I spent an entire week in a bar. Well, eventually, when you're just going night after night and getting really drunk, you're going to end up getting into trouble. Yeah. It's just inevitable. Yeah. Of course I have. How many times have you been to jail? I'm not going to say. Come on. Okay, sorry. That's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> My mom might be listening to this. Yeah. All right. By the way, Ma, I never. had clean underwear all the time. <laughs> and socks. So do you have a relationship with your parents? Yeah. Nice. Do they ever come and visit? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do they support your musical endeavors? Yep. Well, good for you. Not that they had much of a choice, but... Oh. If you don't give them a choice, then it's always... Good. At least I never went back home. You never did? After nope. you left and I never 18? asked him for money. Really? Yep. Never once? That's why I also say going to college was the sm- not going to college was the smartest thing I ever did. Because you were never I am debt free. God. We should be so, so lucky. Jealous. Well, I think I might owe a friend of mine a beer. But that's a whole wow. other story. That seems like it may be manageable. It yeah. seems like you sometimes drink, so maybe it's like you can... Yeah potentially get him one eventually i'm sure somebody owes me a beer uh, we owe you a beer you owe, you, you owe me a beer yeah we do and i meant to buy yours and then i just didn't i'm an asshole well what we'll we could back. do is we could take this whole rodeo ha huh, you like that plug uh, here we go <laughs> be still my heart a true showman <laughs> why don't we just take this rodeo down to uh the corner store and pick up some beer let's do it let's do it while we're while we're talking I can't believe you knocked me off the bucket. <clears throat> you don't even feel bad. This week, Revivalism is brought to you by nobody. Instead, we wanted to thank you guys for being so patient with us as we went on a short, month-long hiatus while tackling some pretty big moves at Goat Rodeo HQ. We have some exciting stuff coming that we can't quite talk about yet, but please know that we won't pull another George R.R. Martin on you guys again anytime soon. In the meantime, this week we have a Goat Rodeo homework assignment. We need each and every one of you to go on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. You have no idea how much it helps us out in spreading our work to new audiences. And if you screenshot it and send it to us, then we will send you a Goat Rodeo sticker. Ian! Thanks, Carly. We can't thank you guys enough for supporting Goat Rodeo. With over 10,000 listeners already, 
Can't wait to show you guys what we have coming down the pipe. Like and share this show with everyone you know. And as always, keep it around for us. Thanks, guys. Ooh, there's a Domino's. Yeah. Now we're in the right neighborhood. Getting pretty excited. Yeah, no, this is the ghetto. No way. Joby's not wrong. It is kind of the ghetto. The St. Rock neighborhood where we are is butted up against the Ninth Ward, known for being one of the poorest and most derelict parts of the entire country. And as a side note, if the audio feels rough or jumpy at all, it's because we've been periodically turning the mics on and off. Occasionally, we'd feel a little uncomfortable having an $800 microphone and a $1,000 camera out in the open on our person. How y'all doing? See, we say hi to our neighbors down here. Well, they're on more drugs than I can afford. You think? Oh, yeah. Like what kinds? Uh, Well, those guys were tweakers. How do you know? And their neighbors were crackheads. How do I know? You can just tell? They're my neighbors. So... Once we get to the corner store, I buy Jobadiah a 24-pack of Schlitz beer and a pack of unrolled American spirit tobacco. And once we leave the corner store with beer and tobacco in hand, Jobadiah starts to get, let's say, a little more open with Carly and I. San Francisco had its time. It was fun, like, in the 90s. Have you ever been down that way? Yeah. So, Haight-Ashbury, all that good stuff, you were down there? Yeah, I would jerk off in alleys for old men for 20 bucks. You did mishear him. He said jerk off in alleyways for 20 bucks. Look, when you're on the bum and you're homeless and you, you need money really for do beer. That. Yeah, I did. What? Did they, would they just, would they touch? No. They just watched? How you doing, baby? Hey there. You're going to have to backfill for jerked, the sake of... You jerked off for men in alleyways in San Francisco for money. Yeah. How did you come across this trade? Like, did someone come up to you and say, like, if you just touch it, it'll be cool, and I'll enjoy it? No, I wouldn't jerk them off. No, I, I would jerk off myself, I know, and you they would. would watch me. Would it ever be, what's it in the movie where they hold your arm? <laughs> you know what so. you gotta do, cowboy? Is that movie? <laughs> no. Well, like, <laughs> you know, you know what you gotta do, cowboy? Research. <laughs> I think we have some movies to watch. Yeah. I How, I mean, I know, I, right. I, it's, I know it's funny now, but... How depressing actually was it to yeah, be? I, had I mean, a like, how You're bad? So psycho. It wasn't even. It wasn't how even bad depressing. a straits were you in that it was like, well, it's this, or looks like I got to jerk off in an alleyway. I feel like you loved it. <laughs> you freak. It was. It was interesting. I mean, I wasn't the only one doing it. It was like me and two of my friends. This sounds like an time? entire. No, not year. like. Like you guys were like the. Oh, we would like go out for like. Can you feel the wheels falling off yet? Because I can. We're a couple of beers deep now. Joby's told us a few more stories. These ones off the record, if you can imagine that. And we're just kind of aimlessly walking around the streets. And as much as we like to be all postmodern and ironic here, this really is a rough neighborhood. The kind where we get stopped to ask for a dollar where the parenthetical might also be, we stab you if you don't. But then Joby gets it in his head that he needs to take us to a local spot called the Rock Pile. Thinking that some local flavor might do us some good, we snapped at the idea. So we made our way over there. Turns out the rock pile was exactly what you thought it was. A giant pile of rocks in a train yard. Approaching rock pile. Can't see where it gets its name. (laughs) 
to be honest. This is actually a really nice view up here. Yeah, there's the rock pile. This is a part of the, not in the uh, tourist hand guide. Do you come up here a lot? I do. Actually. Oh wait, this is, t it's time. Will you teach me? You can roll yours first so that you can have a nice smoke while you have to deal with my ignorance. Definitely just because Joby was rolling his cigarette, I thought it would be really cool to also try. You know, I think it's also maybe I, I thought more than it was. Like maybe it would be a good opportunity to really delve into some deep stuff. You know, it's an intimate thing that you're sharing. You're rolling a cigarette. So you take a pinch of tobacco like Okay, so. take a pinch. So I hold it like this. Well, you got to make sure the glue... And I do it on this side. I put it in there. Yeah, that's the top. Okay. Let me... Then you use your index. There you go. Then you squeeze it. Oh, that makes sense. So kind of roll it That's down. why they call it rolling a cigarette, because you got to roll it. <laughs> it's so bad. And you get better with time. Does it matter which side you smoke from? So you're not a smoker, I take it? I'm not a smoker. <laughs> so strong. This is how yeah. you feel all the time. All life.
those are grainers. And that's where There's you ride? Sometimes. Where, what are those these? Those are gondolas. Okay. Uh, Have you ever gotten on top, like in the movies? No. That's dangerous? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, because riding trains in general is not real dangerous, but standing well, on top... Well, as the train's moving, the whole thing is shifting like this. God, that's crazy. So you would ride normally in that? Uh, actually, I'd probably ride in a unit or a boxcar. And just, like, sit inside? How do you get the doors open? They just leave them open. Really? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they're locked, sometimes they're not. But... And now it's stopping. It's really awesome that it drove right up here while we talk about it. How convenient. Joby suddenly turns into an encyclopedia about trains and about riding trains and about train hopping and about where the cops on the train are located. Do you ever kind of feel like a novelty because you're in such a touristy district? Yeah. But yet, yeah, I mean, obviously we're out there... But, like, I've definitely, like, had to, like, remind people. It's just like, look, I'm not your fucking dancing monkey. Yeah. Right. You can't tell Well, usually either. what it is is, like, they're drunk. Right. And, like, they're rich. And they expect people to fucking just cater to their fucking whim. Yeah. Because they have money. And that's what everybody they're used to engaging with does. Right. And when they come into my fucking city, you know, like, my home, and they fucking expect the same shit, it's like, fuck you, pal. I don't go to your fucking town and fucking be a goddamn asshole. Yeah. Like, don't do it to me. Speaking of southern hospitality, we had well extended our stay. We were still on the rock pile, and the sun was starting to set. It's dark. I don't know where our car is parked. And after a minor off-the-record kerfuffle involving hypodermic needles and who may or may not be trying to murder someone, we needed to leave. Not to mention our travel companions, Liam and Lonnie, were aimlessly walking around the streets of New Orleans, waiting for Carly and I to take them out on Bourbon Street. What are they saying? We gotta go soon? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck them. Tell them to come here. We're having a lot more fun. This is fun. I'm having a nice time. And with them not being here, they should come experience the real New Orleans. I know. It's my brother and his friend. They're probably just down on Bourbon Street looking at titties. Stop. That's what we're going to do tonight. They have to see it. Go to Bourbon Street and look at titties? They have to see it. Our thing is that they're only going to be through New Orleans, but how many times? I've seen it all. Ian's seen it all. But my brother and his friend. Nothing against titties. Well, I know that's how you feel. But just, we don't ever go to Bourbon Street. Well, you're a yokel. This is still fun for us. After convincing the two of them that we need to leave, Joby convinced the two of us that we need to go back to his place and listen to him play some music for us. We leave the rock pile and we take a long, meandering walk home. Um, Joby kind of gives us another tour of his neighborhood and we pass a bunch of people that he says hi to and we walk through alleyways. And we... Yikes. God, I'm glad I don't have a rough day of work tomorrow. We're staying for another. If you night. hang out with me, you're gonna have a rough day at work tomorrow. No way. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Well, we're gonna get drunk. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go take the back roads. Nice. I always like the back roads. Why? Less cops. Right. <laughs>
I don't like the back roads. And while we're on the topic of things I don't like, let me be clear if you're not picking up the subtext. Carly's got a thing for Joby. Bad. And should be pretty clear that Joby has a thing for Carly as well. So that puts us at two for Team Joby and one for Goat Rodeo. And that's going to make for some bad decision making. How long do you think you're going to like busk and do this? You know, I've been kind of thinking about that a little more and more as I get older. When are you going to have a family? I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you in, is that an invite? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so subtle with it, right? I figure till something gives out. That's a good way to look at it. And I can't do it no more. And then I'll just be some angry old man. That'll be fun. I definitely think that if we had not been walking around with someone like Joby or with Joby, I would have been absolutely uncomfortable and we I, we wouldn't have stayed long. We would have left immediately. Um, so, yeah, I think the area that we were in, it was it the safest place in New Orleans? I, I don't think so. Um, I think that we're lucky that we had a tour guide who also looks like no one will ever fuck with him. Like, I felt fine because we were all together. If I had been by myself, uh, no, it would not be a good situation. <laughs> I'm answering that as diplomatically as no. I can. but Just traveling. I mean, I've been to all 50 states, got drunk, played music in every one. God, that's amazing. All 50 states, Alaska? Yep. God, when are we going back to Alaska? When are we? Oh, <laughs> now, it's, now it's we? I like where this interview's going. <laughs> this is the best kind of interview, right? <laughs> At this point, it's less of an interview and more so that two people are flirting and there's a third person holding a microphone. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Joby wanted Carly to stay with him, have me drive the car back home, and then we'd all meet back together somehow on Bourbon Street. That's a bad plan. Right up there with don't split up with your business partner when you're sitting in the ghetto. And don't go home with a hobo street musician whom you just met a couple hours ago. So, I know you're going to miss us, but like... I am. I'm going to miss you. Like, as soon as this God. interview is over, my heart Stop is just going to break it. and shatter it's all really over... Sad. All over Don't the dirty lie, New Orleans dirt. Don't lie, because I think you're, dirt. you're lying to me. I'm lying? You might be. This is your first lie. That is. Do I recognize myself when I hear all of the audio? <laughs> I think New Orleans was a weird time. <laughs> no, I mean, I think... Yes and no. I recognize the parts of myself that you grow up and hope that you kind of grow out of and then they'll kind of rear their ugly head when you're, I don't know, trying to impress someone and it's super embarrassing. So the parts of me in the audio being really flirtatious and like quick to laugh, <laughs> those are embarrassing. But for the most part, to be honest, I was just excited and... I, whatever, I'm an attention hog and this person obviously liked me. So I wanted to just, just get the most out of that. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. Whoa. If you all want to meet me in the backyard, I'll go grab a deal. Will you play deal. a little? Yeah, I'll go grab my instrument. Oh, hell yeah. Sweet. We'll be back here. So Joby runs inside to grab his instruments. 
which means that Carly and I, now that we're alone, can have an abrupt conversation. I tell Carly that under no circumstances are we splitting up and we are not going out drinking with Joby in the French Quarter. Carly proceeds to tell me that under no circumstances am I ever going to tell her what she can and can't do. She had a little bit of a point. We agreed to disagree, heavily, but we did both agree that we really did need to record Joby playing. We'd spent so much time with him we forgot the fact that we actually don't know if he's any good. Joby came back outside, with more booze of course. You want to interview so me? You should fun. interview me for the whole weekend. What if we... <laughs> you should just like... <laughs> You're like really selling it so hard. You love us. Like no, I have, like you guys. You, you guys to admit, are awesome. You're skeptical at first. I was. Well, you were. You were not into then, it at first. You well, warmed then, up quick, though. Then when a friend of mine was just like, "Hey, you should check these kids out," I was like, "Oh, sweet! They already got a hold of me." And then I talked to Abby about it, and they're like, "She's like, yeah, they're cool. nice." I was frustrated with you for being what I felt like in that moment was close-minded to someone who might become our friend more so than just someone that we were interviewing. I think we're different. So you're playing a, do you call it a tenor guitar? Yeah, it's a tenor guitar. You drop your beer. Oh, my God, save it. Oh, it's empty. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's a tenor guitar. This is a uh, Harmony, probably about 1975. I always feel like, whenever I do this, I always feel like I'm on the spot and I can't think of anything. Do it now. Yeah, it's just like. (laughs) You're on the crowd. Would you claim any in- influences? Now, who do you Whether listen to? Yeah. Like, My top lists. five. Uh, Charlie Poole would definitely be in that. Yeah, Charlie Poole, one of my favorite, favorite banjo players. Um, the Memphis Jug Band. They were like the Wu-Tang Clang of the 1920s. <laughs> they were so badass. Maybe I should grab my kazoo, too. Go for I think it. I've been talking about my kazoo and some yeah, talk to big kazoo some giant. drunk neighbor guy called me kazoo man earlier. So I mean, there's one thing you can't deny about Joby though, he really does know his stuff. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I commended. I mean, really, like, y'all know who Alan Lomax is? That's the motherfucker who recorded America. He's doing exactly yeah, yeah, what you're yeah, fucking yeah, doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is right. like 1930s. This is like to... on 78, oh, like yeah. reel to reel. Yeah, he was recording like yeah, chain yeah, gangs. Yeah. He was recording He's like... like the historical father of basically... Like as, when recording was first invented. Right. Like right. when recording was first a Color thing. Ignorant, but now he went out and recorded like all these like awesome fucking blues singers and like... Even, like, you know, field workers, like right. field hands, right. like, singing, like, great, all these old great hymnals, like, um, it was like, Oh, Mary, don't we, don't you moan, oh, Mary, don't we, don't you moan, the fowls on me got drowned, oh, Mary, don't we. Well, I told you once, I told you twice. Can't get to heaven by shooting dice. And the fowls on me got drowned in. Oh, man, don't we? Yeah, and like like some of these like old, old, old tunes. Like, and if it wasn't for Alan Lomax, I would not be playing the music. I guess, yeah, you know, you asked me like my five, like, but... If it wasn't for him, 
a lot of the music wouldn't have been historical, right? You know, it would have been like, it would have just been lost. It wasn't until we finished all the beer that Joby finally sat up on his suitcase drum and picked up his guitar. Couldn't tell if it was the booze or if it was Carly, but Joby actually looked legitimately nervous to play. Joby was definitely stalling. But once he got into performance mode, we could tell why he came so highly recommended. And it's what everybody wants. It's the dirty blues. And like I was saying, they were like the nineteen they were like the Wu Tang Clang of the nineteen twenties. This in my opinion was the very first gangster rap song. Uh, this is called On the Road Again. The Grateful Dead ended up covering it, but they fucked it all up because they're the Grateful Dead and they suck. Fact. <laughs> I mean I I like them, but the fact. Alright. start from the beginning you all know Let's mine do it. Don't i don't want i want this shit to be raw i want people to know that i fuck up you heard it here first <laughs> look i'm not fucking perfect there you go. like and i don't want people to ever think that i'm just like everybody goddamn else i don't want to be famous i just want to be successful in what i do and true on note, yeah, and on that note i'm a shot up from the mountaintop Children? And with these words, here's a little song. Go solo something like this. White woman tell you why well the white woman evil do shit on the slide Expecting your supper to be good and hot and never put a neck bone in the pot She's on the road again Shows your bone Well I'm a natural bone Eastman on the road again I'm on the road again Shows your bone Well I'm a natural bone Eastman on the road again <laughs> 
Joby got into the groove of things. We couldn't stop him. Joby just kept playing. But before he started his next song, he reached over and grabbed an old washboard and gave it to Carly. Told her to prepare for a big solo. Uh, so yeah, this is called Take a Look at That Baby. Ha <laughs> 
so magnetic I mean everyone that he talked to liked him there's not many boys in my life that have serenaded me and so maybe it took a maybe it took a busker to really show me true romance we do one more song think we can do one more song one more song and then let's go get drunk we have to go to Bourbon Street we will be here another day though yeah we'll you? be here tomorrow why don't you hang out why don't you want to hang out with me in the daytime why does it have to be at night? Because <laughs> I turn into a pumpkin in the daytime. <laughs> that was a nice recovery. But we're already here drinking now and having no. such a great time. Oh, my God. This is so This hard. should See, just like, be me, like a week-long like, interview. We got to stay, but we can't. We should just record the whole... The whole the, time. The, the whole, whole week. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> You're going to say with a wire, but <laughs> I like that, too. <laughs> I want, it would be so fun. Goat Rodeo, fighting about hanging out downtown. I got a sex message anyway. 
obviously did. I actually do that to my friends. I just randomly sex them. I, I don't doubt that. And show them silly pictures of my legs. Oh, God. I'm so glad you have my number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually terrified. Don't, don't be terrified. Let's, let's okay. Ian and I will go. We'll regroup and then meet us down in the French Quarter. All right. That's what we're going to do. After and one, if more song. one more song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely one more song. I'm not on the washboard. This whole argument has to, this whole thing, just like, just keep whatever you have and just leave that as the whole podcast. Oh, we are. It really is like Carly and I are experiencing this entire day with completely different lenses on. I mean, we both know that by far, this is the best tape that we've ever collected. But, you know, I think we did this whole trip to get a good story. And for good or for worse, falling in love with a hobo or not, this is definitely a story. We were drunk in the backyard of a busker in the ghetto of the Big Easy. And no matter how ridiculous and over the top this day had become, sometimes you need to shut up, sit back, and listen. All right. And this song goes out to you. It's called If You Won't Be My Number One, then Number Two on You. (laughs) I hate you. title for what we just put on. Uh, Carly can't keep it in her pants. Okay. <laughs> the episode. Okay. He's definitely flirting with me. He's... Okay, don't judge me. Don't get this on camera. That's not fair. <coughs> if, it some, if it was some chicky, you would be doing no, the same thing. No, not if the chicky looked like that. Just relax, okay? I just am having fun. Yeah. Did we get good stuff in the interview? You just you did your job. Okay, well then, stop judging me. I'm judging you. Yes, you yes, are. I, well, I am a little bit. Deeply. You are not just <laughs> judging me. You are deeply judging me. It was whatever the microphones picked up okay. as Carly flirts with the hobo.
fuck that one up. To be continued next time on Revivalism. Get your ass away from the train, I'm gonna kill you! Oh god. Oh god. No! Oh. Revivalism is produced by Goat Rodeo in Washington, D.C. You can find out more by going to www.goatrodeodc.com and following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Goat Rodeo DC. This week, we'd like to give a special thanks to Don Barris, Jobadiah Hudson III, Lizzie Peabody, Liam Sargent, and the Zoom Corporation. And if you're looking for a new podcast, can we suggest Between the Liner Notes by Matthew Billy? It's a fantastic show about the untold stories of music culture. You should absolutely check it out. This is Revivalism, and we're Goat Rodeo. Keep an ear out for us.